are live from the Vancouver Public Library Strathcona branch, Nick. Studio A, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. You sound a little robotic, I'm not going to lie. Studio A is a lot bigger, but uh, can you uh, let go of the robotic voice? Oh, I'll try to, buddy. I'll try. Um, we got a lot more space today, Nick. We're not, we're not cr scrunched in together like in Studio B. We're not sweating on top of each other metaphorically, not physically. Well, we kind of were physically last time, dude. I was literally right beside you. Well, Studio A has a lot more ventilation, I would say. True, and we finally got two mics. Two mics, so I don't have to swing the damn mic back and forth so we don't sound like we're away. Well, apparently we sounded like we were far away from the mic anyways, so it didn't really work. That's okay, that's okay. Well, we're here now. What are we doing today, Josh? What are, what teams are we breaking down? Oh, today we are breaking down uh, what we think are going to be the top five teams in the Eastern Conference. Top five Eastern teams. Exciting. I know. Uh, the Eastern Conference is pretty weak, not going to lie. It's, um, it's always been notoriously weak. Yeah, um, but this year we got uh, two top contenders in the Eastern Conference in Milwaukee and Philadelphia. And then... Uh, Pretty much between third and sixth, anybody can really take that spot. It's a coin toss, as they would say. Yep, and uh, so Nick and I are going to go through the Sixers, the Bucks, the Nets, the Pacers, and... The Celtics. Boom. Our favorite team, the Celtics. Aside from our Laker bias, we'll try to be uh, very neutral towards them. So in the order, because Josh screwed it up, it's going to go Philadelphia 76ers, Milwaukee Bucks, Indiana Pacers, Brooklyn Nets, then the Boston Celtics. Then we're going to have our three picks to round out the playoffs. Yikes. Those the, those, those last three playoff spots in, in the Eastern Conference are going to be really tough to pick. We got we got a bunch of crappy teams in there trying to vie for, that, for those last three spots, eh? Last three spots, I don't know who to give it to. I just chose it based off talent. I don't know about you. Uh, I give it a bit more like uh, I chose them through experience, what they have on that team, and what I think might be coming up through some of those teams. I know we got one team that's different. Uh, we chose two of the same, and then apparently we chose one different just to, uh, you know, just to give the listeners something to listen to over here. No, you chose it based on one player in that one team. Uh, no, not really. They've got a few up-and-coming players in there. Well, we'll get into that later, Nick. Okay, we will, we will. Okay, all right. So, uh, you want to start off then? Okay, we're going to start off with the Philadelphia 76ers. I'll give you a little bit of a preview for them. 2018-2019 season, their wins and losses, 51-31. and 31. What do you think of that? For this season? For last season. For last season. Yeah, uh, they were one of the top teams for sure. Had a had a really decent team in there. Um, they just needed a little bit of shooting from a couple players, but they really didn't get that. Mostly, they didn't get it from Tobias Harris. I, f I felt like he underperformed the most. Yeah, um, I mean, he started off really well with the Clippers last season. And then they made that trade, and he thought that they were just going to be killing through the Eastern Conference, but he just never showed up. Uh, maybe he had a hard time adjusting to being the, what, third option? I would say second or third behind Jimmy or Embiid. Right. So uh, he had a hard time. But this year, I think he should have a bigger role on this team. 
I believe he'd be second option behind Joel Embiid, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, and then you'd have probably uh, Josh Richardson as your third option. Um, they ended up losing J- J.J. Redick. I think that was a huge loss for them. He really did spread out the floor for uh, for um, Simmons and Embiid. That's true, but he was also a liability on defense. I believe Josh Richardson would be an upgrade at that position. He doesn't shoot that poorly from the three. Yeah, but he's he's not feared like JJ Redick. He's he's I agree with you. He's an upgrade at defense, but in the offensive end, I don't know. I I just don't know. I remember him. I remember researching him, and it ended up saying that uh, he wasn't that great of a three point shooter. Um, I believe that off the dribble, he was shooting 28.8%. And catch and shoot, he was averaging 38.5, which is really good. But uh, he's going to have to do more to create offense on this team. Who's the main dribbler on this team, though? That's a, that's a tough question. I don't even know. Simmons? Ben Simmons, of course, right? So Josh Richardson doesn't need to dribble and shoot. He just needs to catch and shoot, which is at 36%, I would say, for the last three seasons. Yes, but that being said, Simmons also has to shoot. Otherwise, we're just looking at a crumpled defense, or not defense, but offense still. That's true. We're still looking at Ben Simmons as that player who needs to shoot. He, I believe he has to. I mean, look at his shooting percentage from 10 to 16 feet last season. He was at a 25.7% clip from 10 to 16 feet and then outside 16 feet he was shooting 10.5 percent that needs to improve nick it can't stay at that yikes those are worse percentages than i thought and not only that but uh what do you call it i believe i believe uh joel Embiid needs to get in shape too he just there just needs to be a time when he's healthy during the playoffs i mean he can miss a few games here and there in the in the season i mean they're in the eastern conference no matter what they should be favored against a bunch of the teams but Joel Embiid needs to stay in shape and hopefully those knees can handle him and he can stay injury free um I also remember that uh that that those injuries hampered him during the playoffs last season because I remember him shooting uh 37 percent from the field against the Toronto Raptors I guess that's enough hamburgers for the warm-up routine for Joel Embiid Oh, you would hope so. I I just hope this year is when uh, they have Al Horford in there. Um, that's a huge pickup. I, I I like the pickup, but the thing is, Al's also been injured quite a bit the last few seasons. Uh, past three seasons, he's been missing thirty eight games. Uh, he's thirty three years this year. Uh, he's a lot older, and I think injuries will end up hitting him at some point this season. I believe so too. So let's go down, let's go, sorry, let's go over the few pickups that they had today. Or sorry, not today, but they had this offseason. So they added Josh Richardson, Al Horford, and Trey Burke. Trey Burke, a young, okay option off the bench, I would say. He can get his own. They fill out a little bit of their roster depth. I still think they have a little bit of team weaknesses, specifically three-point shooting, the go-to star in the clutch, playmaking, and a de- defensive intensity. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I agree, especially uh, who's who's going to be that guy to create the shot. Uh, I remember a lot during the playoffs last season, 
especially on pick and rolls, they would just stay off of Joel Embiid and they would try to double whoever had the ball. And instead of popping out for a three-point, he would just go straight into the key. But like it didn't really matter because he was already clogged up in there. Uh, he's got to develop a three-point shot, I believe. If it's not him or Ben Simmons has to develop a shot, it's one of those two guys, but you can't have both of them without being able to shoot. Um, Tobias Harris, uh, he's usually a stretch four. This year, he's going to have to guard uh, the small fours. He's going to have to guard quicker, smaller players. You think he'll be able to do that? I think he'd be okay. He shouldn't be that bad at defending perimeter players. And then we also already talked about the J.J. Redick loss. Uh, he, he could spread the floor. Um, I, they're going to need someone to spread the floor on this team. I don't know who it is. Uh, but that being said, I like what this team is going to bring defensively. There's going to be a huge team. It's probably going to be the hugest team in the NBA. i say the biggest team in the East for sure. Let's go over their 2019-2020 sorry, regular season prediction. I pegged them at 55 and 27. What do you think of that? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny because I have them at the same 55 and 27. Except uh, you think they're going to finish first in the Eastern Conference? I believe so. I believe they're the top dog of the East. I think they're going to finish second this year. Why do you think that? Well, to begin with, uh, you're going to have to find a new way of playing on the offense. It's going to take a bit of time. And I just think that Milwaukee, well, we'll get into Milwaukee later, but I just think Milwaukee has, uh, they've played, they've already played one year. They're going to be on the second year of playing Mike Budenholzer's uh, system. They're going to be more familiar. And I think they'll just have it. They'll just know what to do right away. Well, Philly, I think will uh, struggle a little bit at the beginning, but eventually they'll get rolling on in, in this during the season. I'll give you my two quick reasons why they'll win in the playoffs. I think their defensive presence in the playoffs alone will scare most playoff teams, and they have a plethora of talent that can score on their own. I don't know if Tobias has the jitters when he plays. I don't know if Josh Richardson can adapt to his role. But I believe that team has the most talent to come out of the East. Yeah, I think so too. And not only that, but they have the weapons to defend uh, Janis. I'm pretty sure if they can, if they're able to stop Janis, they're for they're a shoe in for the uh, finals. Uh, I I I know this is a little bit early, but I think this this is my favorite to come out of the East. What about you, Nick? This is my clear cut favorite of the East. And by the way, it's Giannis, not Janis. Oh, I'm sorry for not saying his name right, Nick. I'll give uh, two quick reasons to why they'll lose in the playoffs. And apology accepted. Don't worry about that. So the two quick reasons, I think offensive stagnation and timidness. I don't think defense will be a problem for this team in the playoffs. Last year, in a small sample size of 12 games, what was their defensive rating? It was 105.7. That's pretty good amongst the playoffs teams. Albeit their offense offense struggled a lot in the playoffs. That's true. Uh, I I think they'll eventually figure it out. Um, you got Josh Richardson in there. I, I, he was a primary ball handler for the Miami Heat last year. He struggled a lot with that. Uh, this year he won't be able. He won't have to do that. So he'll be able to. Uh, he'll be able to adapt to his team. Uh, ben Simmons. I 
I, I feel like it'll be okay. He he'll he'll improve a little bit. And did you see those uh, videos of him uh, practicing this year? Which videos, Ben Simmons? Yes, I saw a little bit. He looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll see if that translates to the NBA. We'll um, see. We'll see. What's uh, the next point that we were gonna do? Oh wait, it was strength of schedule that we added in for these new ones. Yes, Nick. It was strength of schedule. So what is? The, what is their strength of schedule this year? Their strength of schedule this year is medium, I would say, in terms of difficulty. They do play a lot of fringe playoff teams to strong playoff teams in the beginning months of the seasons. Well, And they play the Celtics on opening day. But I think throughout their schedule, they're going to have easy and hard games mixed in. Their second half is a little bit harder, but they should have enough time to gel. All right, we'll move on to the Bucks. Show me a little bit of what you know about the Bucks, Josh. Basically, they brought back the same team from last year, and uh, the they're gonna be they're gonna run better this year because it's the second year under Mike Budenholzer. They'll have lots of chemistry. Uh, not only that, but I believe their strength of schedule is pretty easy with uh, their opponents posting a four ninety win percentage. Uh, the roughest stretches I think are probably gonna be games one through fifteen and sixty through sixty five. One through fifteen. The isn't that tough because of the opponents, but it's more because of the travel they're gonna have. Uh, I I would say seven games against playoff teams, but the rest of the game shouldn't be a problem. They have teams like the Pistons, the Heat, the Magic. Even though they may they might make the Eastern Conference playoffs, it doesn't mean that they're gonna scare the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you have anything to say? No, that was great. Strength of schedule. I think they have the difficult strength of schedule. To be honest, the first half and the last half. Like you said, 1 through 15, they're going to be playing a lot of good teams. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, also, another thing I liked about this team is that Janice didn't play that much last year. He was averaging 32.8 minutes a game, and they were blowing out teams like crazy. Uh, this year, they could keep it at the same, and maybe they'll have the same the same uh, outcome or they could play more and they could still easily win games either way i think it's a good mix he can stay fresh for the playoffs he'll be good uh, i know he likes to play uh he likes to try and dunk so he's gonna so it takes a lot out of him uh what do you think nick i think so too he played a lot less minutes than i anticipated i think we should give a little bit of a context snapshot to these guys so what was their record in 2018 and 2019 i don't know nick you tell me they were 60 and 22. That was good enough for first overall in the NBA. What were their defensive and offensive ratings? Pretty close to the top, I would say. What, what are the actual numbers, Nick? Their offensive rating was 113.8, which was fourth in the NBA. And their defensive rating was 105.2, which is first in the NBA. Uh, that, yeah, they, they had a great team last year. They had a great team, but they also lost a lot of players this year. Who did they lose in the offseason? They lost someone whose uh, nickname is Mr. President. Malcolm Brogdon? Malcolm Brogdon. He's 50, 40, and 90. Not a lot of players post those splits per season. That's true, Nick. That's that's a huge loss for them. Uh, the only thing about him is that he gets injured quite a bit, Nick. He only had one injury, of, I believe, so it was plantar fasciitis. Then yes. he came back in time for the playoffs, and he looked okay. But that's Actually, he didn't look okay. He looked pretty good. But that's three seasons where he hasn't played a full season. Uh, 
I, I can see why they let him go and why they didn't really want to pay him the money. You know, it, it's just injuries with this guy. You're going to miss him. If you miss him at a crucial time, what's the whole point of paying him so much money? I, I see why they did it, and they didn't want to go over the tax too, which, I mean, if you want to keep, if you want to keep uh, the Greek freak, why the why why don't you just pay the tax? Uh, I, I feel like this might have repercussions for them uh, in two years when uh, Jan, when he wants to be a free agent. Uh, but that being said, I also like the additions of Corver and Matthews to the bench. I mean, they already have a good bench with Brown and Connaughton, and then they also bring in the the, the other Lopez brother. I, I think those are great additions to the bench. Uh, and speaking of Corbett, this is already a great three-point shooting team. He's gonna he's gonna spread the floor more. And last year he was shooting at a forty-one percent clip. Uh, I, he fits in. He he fits the the Mike Budenholzer system. I, I like it. Uh, what do you think, Nick? I think he fits offensively. I don't think he fits defensively at all. How are you gonna play him in the playoffs? How did Cleveland play him in the playoffs? They had to hide him on defense. Yeah, that is so true. They had to hide him during the playoffs. Well, that's the thing, Nick. Uh, I think Milwaukee is going to be a season team. They're not going to be a playoff team. They still have their struggles. Uh, I feel like they're going to have a great season, but then in the playoffs, they're ultimately going to fall short again of their uh, of the ultimate goal, which is to win the win the NBA championship. I would agree so. I think this team's weaknesses are too personified right now. I think there's no creation outside of Giannis and Bledsoe. They don't have any flexibility on offense. That thing is dependent on Giannis playing well. Yeah, I know. Uh, that, that's the thing. Once he once you stop him, you basically stop the whole team. And that's what ends up happening in a, in a playoff series. You play the same team over and over again. They're eventually going to know what to do to stop you. And it's and with Milwaukee, it's super easy. Just stop Janice and game over. You're gonna you're gonna beat the Bucks. This is my personal opinion, but this is what separates Giannis and LeBron. If you play that type of defense on LeBron, he'll figure you out ten times out of ten. I don't think Giannis has that IQ yet, but he sure does have the physical gifts. Yeah, and you know another thing I like about the guy is that he he's just so obsessed with playing basketball. I mean there comes times when the team has to close the gym for him not to go and rest up. Uh, I eventually I'll f he'll figure it out, and not only that, but I think eventually he'll at least develop a mid-range shot. I would believe so. I think this team overall will be the king of the East. Yes, I, I in the regular season. Yeah, let me finish. In the regular season, but I think 76ers are the king of the East overall. Moving on, who do you think would be our third team to break down? Uh, you say the Indiana Pacers are going to finish third this season, correct? I would say so. Okay, give me your reasons, buddy. I'll give you a little bit of a snapshot into their season. So they were 48-34 and 34 in the 2018 and 2019 season. They had an offensive rating of 109.9, which was good enough for 18th in the NBA which isn't that great, but considering that their defense was top-notch, I'll give them a pass. Speaking of defense, their defensive rating was 106.5, which was good enough for third in the NBA. Wow, uh, that, that's really good. I, I like uh, – uh, it's a really well-coached team. Um, the only thing I have against them this year is that they're without their big star, Depot. 
Um, that injury is huge. Uh, and the fact that he might not be coming until December at the earliest. But I've also read reports that he, it's most likely to happen in January. Uh, that That's a huge loss. I remember last year, Indiana, and the time that he missed, I remember at the beginning they, they, they stayed at 500, but then towards the end, they just ended up falling off. They ended up with uh, a record of 16 and 23, and that even includes... Uh, that includes the playoffs. Uh, another thing that kind of worries me is that Brogdon can't stay healthy. Uh, he missed a total of 59 games in the last three seasons. Uh, I think he's going to get injured. TJ Warren can't stay, can't stay healthy either. In five seasons, he's the most he's played is 66 games. Uh, what, what do you think, Nick? I think they had three good additions, like you said, TJ Warren, Malcolm Brogdon, and Jeremy Lamb. That's three good wing-to-guard options. I think that will plug up the hole that uh, Victor Oladipo leaves behind. I also believe that Miles Turner will take a step up in his play this year. I think coming off FIBA, he'll be more motivated, especially coming off that disappointing campaign that they had. That they had. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, another thing I hold against him is that basically... Four of the team's top six scorers are gone. Uh, or, I mean, and Depot's, uh, Depot will be missing because of injury. So um, that's a lot, Nick. And not only that, there's going to be a lot of chemistry issues, I feel, at the beginning for these guys while they get to know each other. Uh, I Yeah, I just I just don't see them finishing third this year. Uh, you're, give me, what else do you think? I think they'll finish third, given... Their last season's evidence, they missed Victor Oladipo for most of the season. And they finished 48 and 34. Albeit they were fifth, I believe, and they had to play Boston. Yes, correct. They still looked pretty good. They made a lot of last-minute mistakes that cost them the series. Not every sweep is a competitive... Or sorry, not every sweep looks like a sweep. It could be a competitive sweep. It could be a lopsided sweep. A lot of, a lot of uh, stats out there are very I, t- I would say eye test. Yeah, that's true. Um, another thing that I find is gonna hurt them is that if if Victor starts at the if he comes back at the beginning of December, he's gonna come in for a rude awakening. Uh, he's gonna have fifteen games, and then those fifteen games are gonna face nine playoff teams and two fringe playoff teams. So I feel like. He's he's gonna need a little bit of time to 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 improve. It, that that December schedule for Indiana is gonna be really tough for them. I think their schedule overall is pretty moderate, but they have one factor against them, or one factor for them. Sorry, they have the fourth least miles traveled in this upcoming season. Now that's crucial. If you need a team to be gelling, not tired, and focused. What factor would that be? Least miles traveled, right? Yeah, that's true. It helps that the, they're in the East, too. Everything's closer to them. Um, uh, also, uh, of all the people they brought in, they measured the the VORP, which measures the player's overall contribution to the team versus what a replacement players would provide. Value over replacement measurement. Is, it, is that what it's called? Yes, sir. And uh, they, added, they added all the... 
all ever all the players warps and they still ended up with a minus on that so uh a statistician would tell you that they have at best stayed the same or at worst they've actually gone down so they've statistically they haven't improved uh you're not daryl mori okay every basketball isn't a game of statistics that you can just pop up i know but but it's just you know sometimes it's, the stats match sometimes they don't uh we'll we'll see how it plays out in the season uh i can't wait to see all the depot and brogdon play together probably the best two-way uh backcourt in the nba um what do you think i would agree so i think this team has lost a lot though even though i'm for this team i'll give you a snapshot of who they lost bojan bogdanovich darren collison not to trade or free agency but to be a what was it again i believe he wants to become a jehovah or he became a jehovah's witness that was the most random news i've ever heard in my life also they lost tyreek evans who did they lose that to a drug test <laughs> a drug test a drug test i'm not lying he got a two-year ban i believe same as what oj mayo got really damn that that sacramento king's connection eh no comment on that one <laughs> they also lost wesley matthews and corey joseph those are two solid bench options i would say i don't know if they provide that difference but you still need team depth to go well or to do well in the regular season what's your overall verdict for this team ah uh, damn man i i'm telling you i had a really tough time getting these other three teams but i think just the chemistry issues are going to hurt them a lot the only guy that's returning from their starting lineup from last season is going to be turner and depot eventually when he comes back Depot, it's going to take a while for him to get back to where he was last season. I know they brought in Brogdon, but can you can you really can you really do you really think he's going to last? I don't think so. He's going to get injured eventually, like he has in the last three seasons. Uh, my prediction for this team: I think they're going to actually finish with a forty-three and thirty-nine record. Forty-three and thirty-nine record. I like that. Yeah. I gave them a little bit of a higher record. I would say 46 and 34. Given that they did so well without Victor Oladipo, you add Malcolm Brogdon, who's a 50-40-90 type of player. You add TJ Warren, who's a spark off the bench. Or he could be starting in the lineup. You never know. And they got him for, I believe, a second pick? Yes, I think so. I think so, buddy. And they add Jeremy Lamb. He's, he's okay. I don't know if he's a great starting option but he would be great off the bench yeah that's true uh i think he was uh he was with charlotte last year right yes with kemba walker yeah uh i i think that uh a lot of people were were saying that he got overshadowed big time by uh kemba but that overall he had a really great season so it, it, it could be a it could be a really good addition for these guys We'll take a quick five-minute break. No, I'm kidding. We'll take a quick one-minute break. We'll be right back.